Welcome to the Sibling Ravelry Podcast. We're joined this week by our good friend, Matt Heyman. You kind of <laughs> snuck in the R. R, yeah. R, <laughs> good, good friend. friend. Instead of R, welcome to the... Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm trying to do a more subtle pirate thing at the beginning now. Um, and today, uh, this show's going to be a little bit different. Was I supposed to acknowledge you when you said my name well you know if you that's what normal people do <laughs> <laughs> yeah you should do that more <laughs> I notice I don't do this at work too like acknowledge <laughs> other humans well I was, I was recently put on a, co- a committee which I, sounds like a waste of time to me and they were like hey Matt thank, welcome to our committee and everything you know a group email and I just ignored it <laughs> so I don't know what they think those are tough like like the pleasantry emails <laughs> Because right. like you're just like uh, I first I like you get it you see it and you're like okay that's nice of this person I should probably write back right however right now I'm not in a mood to be like saying nice shit like, right well I have to psych myself up to say something nice exactly. and then it doesn't happen right they, and and well it's worse than that because they're like welcome to our committee and I'm just like I could reply and be like great glad to be a part of it thanks so much but I'm not <laughs> glad to be a part of it I want to be a part of it. <laughs> I do this. What is the committee like? <clears throat> you can get me in trouble. <laughs> it's, it's an early. Because right now they're like, well, we don't know which committee. <laughs> He's on so many. All those people are listening. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually on two committees, and I don't like either of them. So, okay. uh, uh, but it's early career scientist committee. The oh, cute. Yeah, no, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like. I thought it sounded like a waste of time, but actually, I think I've been on it for two months and haven't had to do anything. So so far, it's been great. (laughs) 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 When you say you don't have to do anything, it's that you choose not to email back. (laughs) Right. For all I know, they probably (laughs) don't know what stuff I've failed to acknowledge. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks at committees. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, this is the easiest thing ever. All you have to do is ignore all the emails. (laughs) (laughs) One email. Actually, yeah. I did get, someone sent an email to the former, our former representative, and, and he was like, it was advice on how to write proposals, and um, the guy was like, "Well, thanks, but I'm not on the committee, so he forwarded it to me, and then I just deleted it. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't care about your advice. <laughs> 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 I'm done." <laughs> yeah, we've bitched a little bit about like small talk and stuff on this. Um, oh yeah, because we're all introverts. We hate small talk. Yeah, <laughs> oh for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like every conversation, like, you have to be, you know, like, inventing the wheel or something, you know, like, but it it just gets exhausting. But the reason I bring it up is because I think actually you're the least likely to be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with anybody I know. Or most people, you're the most vocal about hating it, actually. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Is that like in your signature line? <laughs> <laughs> Please do not include any extra. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. not reply thanks. <laughs> right, right. I assume that this That's is... That's not a complete email. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, uh, yeah. I see those emails and I just don't even open them because it's like, oh, do I have to read this? You <laughs> have to reply to it. That, so this this comes up, I think it comes up at work. I'm trying to remember where it happened most recently. But somebody, you know, they'll, they'll, like, they'll be the pleasantries at the beginning and then, like, um, you know, the actual reason they're writing. And then I, I'll always write an email that's, like, you know, addresses the content but not the pleasantries. And oh, later I realized, oh, I sh- should have asked them, you know, how the kid's doing or I don't How's know. writing emails going? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the problem is I don't care, you know, but I'm supposed to yeah. ask, right? Right. I actually have had to force myself. So, I, you know how you can make like a signature at the end of your email? Right. My signature, 
I, I made like the actual thing with like all my contact info and then made it look like there's a clean break. But this is actually in the signature. And then above that is like a thanks with like two exclamation points. Yeah. So I don't actually have to type it. It just <laughs> ad- automatically does that. <laughs> like I'll be like, you fucked this up. Are you going to give me my money back? Please advise. <laughs> and then like I just send it and it's like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and I have to do that shit because most of the people I'm emailing are like people that could choose to not pay me anymore right. or hire me again. But I, so I've, I know this about myself and I, even though it annoys me, I know that I, it's something I need to correct. So I do consciously try to correct it. You know, like I'll, uh, I sent an email this week and, and it was just like oh you know a, a guy needed an account number from me just to, he bought some batteries <laughs> 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 just so you know this like, he bought batteries and he needed an account to bill it to Jesus. And I was like okay um, so I, it, took, it took me a long time to get back to him um, and so then I, I wrote this you know like so sorry taking so long to get back to you but thanks so much for taking care of this you know lots of exclamations and stuff and I'm always like do I sound like a woman (laughs) (laughs) and just like I don't care you know like it makes them happy you know if you can go hang out with the mechanics and like make fun of what a pussy I am it's just part of the job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you can't start an email with hi. Like, <laughs> yeah, except for I do sometimes, like to try to break the yeah. like. Yeah, the problem, I feel like I'm going to say it. I think you have two choices. You can either sound like an asshole or a woman right. in an email. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it's the beauty of women is they're not assholes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I need to change that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start a service where people forward me emails and I add nice things and then send it to that, that is a great idea. I was actually thinking on the way over of a service where you could, um, you know, you you send yourself emails that are like uplifting and stuff, but the problem is if you just hit send, it just shows up in your inbox immediately. But like something wait, you hold <laughs> yeah, wait. No, I don't. We all send ourselves a service. Oh, you know, okay. You send it to uh-huh. send the email to somebody, somebody, some service, and then they uh-huh. hang on to it for about a week, and then they send you a really nice email that you wrote yourself a week ago. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a better idea. Yeah. So it to Amy, Amy will, you know. Yeah. Girlfilter.org or something. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. You know, just like, okay, this line where you, <laughs> where you say, like, you guys are a bunch of dicks. <laughs> that's going to upset somebody. You guys are kind of slowing progress, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a genuine need for that. <laughs> This is like some girls in an office with flowers and like they have a big stack of spare keys for the the exclamation point because they wear them out so quick. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I do notice like at work, I'll send someone an email and I'm like, what I want to say is do this. What I what I say is like, hey, here's why I need you to do this. Can you do this? Also, if you can't do it, no problem. Just let me know. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Always. that email for me is like... Every time. I say, if you can't, that's okay. But really, it's like, if you don't, I'm going to be really pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that email for me is like, like, I don't know why you didn't do this. I don't exactly care. Let me know if you can't do it. <laughs> like that, you know, and it really sounds like you're being a dick in the email. Yeah. Even though you are, it usually sounds like you're being more of a dick in an email anyways. <laughs> so if you're trying mm-hmm. to be a dick in an email, you can sound like a real Yeah, thing. you really can. Yeah. I mean, but let's get into this. So you wanted to talk to us about the, some of the things we've said about only children. <laughs> we don't hi- hide our bias. I mean, we're, it's a sibling rivalry podcast. It's a three siblings obviously so we're you know we're a little biased i guess towards siblings are a positive thing but um you had a, a bone to pick with us about <laughs> the creativity <laughs> portion of uh our writing podcast which by the way I, I feel like we've added to this actually so not only are is an only child like you um uncreative <laughs> but also socially awkward. Right, right. And selfish. <laughs> and selfish. Right. <laughs> we came up with selfish. Yeah, that an email. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's a little <laughs> ironic that John, who is self admitted an introvert, is yeah. sitting here telling me that I'm socially awkward. <laughs> and, you know, he has siblings, right? So that's 
There's the yeah. problem. I'm I'm socially awkward, uh, but like to to less of an extent because I have siblings. <laughs> <laughs> and good at logic too. <laughs> right. yeah. I can I have siblings. I can see. I can see how that supports your conclusion. <laughs> I mean, you see my siblings right here, so. So what's there yeah. to argue about? Right. Yeah. I have siblings. I'm not as socially awkward as you. Well, that's true. <laughs> so one thing we kind of had came up, <clears throat> hashed out in our last podcast was... Um, so I, for the listeners at home, I haven't heard that podcast, so... Um, yeah. We talked about... about uh, the one with Brian? Uh, with Jason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. About About only children. Yeah. Because one thing Amy said was actually, like, moreover... They're more annoying when you're a kid because mm. they haven't, like, got some of the things worked out, like... Breaking you know. the rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Like, sharing. They you well. they have to learn how to share. Mm-hmm. And the problem is it's they have to learn with me as opposed to with their siblings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's... You know, I think that's probably where a stigma... One of the stigma may come from. Well, I would propose another source of stigma, which is it sucks having siblings and you'd like to believe that you suffered for a reason. <laughs> Something good came out of it, right? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'm looking at you three. But which of you is going to jump in on this? <laughs> no, I was just like deep in thought. I was like, whoa. Yeah. What did I get out of it? <laughs> you still, got still siblings. Wait, still wait. Yeah. Because, I mean, like we sit here and talk about this socially awkward thing and like, I mean, joking around about it, of course. But, but the reality is... Like, right. Yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> yeah, no. The reality is like it, siblings, when it comes to... Um, you know, when it comes to social skills, siblings are actually a crutch that you didn't have. We actually did mention that too on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's we somewhat of a crutch. You have some built-in friends. You don't necessarily have to be good at going out and making friends or making like determining your own destiny. Right. To yeah. some extent, you have a little built-in unit. Yeah. So even though you're bad at sending emails as an adult, like as a kid, you were you were way better at going out and finding people um to kind of fill the sibling role <laughs> well, <laughs> keep you company and and yeah. play atari in your basement <laughs> <laughs> that is, i mean yeah i uh, yeah i i don't know how different it is cuz i guess the problem is none of us have any um context for this i don't know what it's like have siblings and you don't know what it's like to be an only child <coughs> but yeah it definitely like when I got bored I had to go to my friend's house but I don't know if it was that was really different for anybody else with siblings right yeah I mean yeah, I, not really it, if you have a fear of being alone siblings can really be a crutch hmm. um, you know I know people who just really cannot stand to be alone can't handle to be alone and it's you know usually those people are close with a sibling um and probably even still rely on those siblings so you know it it can be a crutch i guess but it, it can also be early practice in sharing physical space with somebody sharing possessions with somebody certainly yeah so for a long time i actually have thought that um that I had certain, there were certain things about my personality that were a result of being an only child. And one thing is I've always thought I sucked at sharing. And I'm not sure, I've been reevaluating that after your little podcast. (laughs) 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 After you just just decided that you, you know, only, you said, I believe the statement was only children can't be creative, but I, I took that to mean that just only children in general are just the worst people in the world, <laughs> which was conventional thought, you know, historically. And creative yeah. thought also. And scientific. You, you definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of the funny. <laughs> you definitely manipulated that in a very creative way. So. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that conventional <laughs> thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but so all I actually wanted to know, I was trying to find out what fraction of families are have only children. And I guess it, around the 1960s, before it was around 
and it's it's gone up recently because it, it's around 20% of families have only children. My guess is that'll continue to go up. Probably, well, probably if my experience as a parent is anything. <laughs> but, <laughs> Our kids getting worse. <laughs> my, no, my kid's really good, and she, she's very nice. But she's very nice. Good to know. Polite and lovely. She's a, she's a lovely kid. <laughs> but it, it's actually just like I constantly feel like there've been milestone after milestone where I'm like, how did we get through that without her dying? <laughs> and I just don't want to tempt fate twice. <laughs> <laughs> but it, would it maybe be the case that, I mean, maybe somebody who had a big, a large family growing up would be, would feel very uncomfortable in a house with two adults and a kid. Like, I think there are some people who just have this compulsion to just fill up their house with other humans. That's probably true. The problem is my, both my parents are counterexamples to that. They both had large families and had one kid. My mom... It was 11 children, and my dad, depending on how you count, like, his oldest brother died of polio before he was born, but it was 10 kids, 9, that he grew up with. Huh. So they just backlashed, or... Did they ever say why they only had one? I mean, it, it sounded like backlash to me, but I think when I came up with that conclusion, I was 7 or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I haven't. I never bothered to bring it up with them since. Yeah. There's a lot of serious conversations that I should have with my parents about why they did stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm never gonna have <laughs> yeah. but i mean i think like with anything like to say it like birth status or birth order all that stuff to heap too much on top of that i think is foolhardy right i mean there's a lot a lot of spurious variables exactly i mean if you were an only child but xyz happened i mean even i think you could have just you could even be born with like a certain myers-briggs like you know, profile, you, like introvert, extrovert, right? That type of thing. An extroverted only child would be a lot different than an introverted only child. It, I, I, it's a, it's a, it's a small variable. There are people who write entire books on birth order, but I do think it's actually a small variable. I would agree with that. Um, but and I don't think I was the one who said they can't be creative. So I don't. Act, I'm not, I'm in the great position of being able to not defend. Them. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, Jack's not here, so we can really that, rag on him. But John did true. back him up a little bit, so I can go after him. You you, you can try. I mean, I I, <laughs> I, I feel like I, I I think Jack's. If I remember right, Jack's thesis was that being an only child means you're inherently uncreative. And he, he at that point he was just he had an axe to grind from his childhood and he was just taking it out on right. Um, he was basically saying that that his older siblings turned him into somebody who, uh, oh, and that turned into a little, you know, crying on each other's shoulders with him and Amy talking about how older siblings you have to be creative just to survive. Like you have to find creative ways to survive having older siblings. <laughs> <laughs> so here's so. A, let, let's let's take a, a slightly <clears throat> different view now and and look at <clears throat> the fact that society has decided that it shuns only children and, <laughs> and thinks that they're pathetic <laughs> and losers, right? See, this and, has been very creative, right? <laughs> 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 and so, so don't think that you don't that only children don't suffer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think like in, in the places I live right now and stuff like n nobody gives a crap. But Strasbourg is a very conservative town, and I I felt growing up, particularly when I was younger, that um, that adults in particular really had a problem with me and thought for being an only child or whatever hmm. so did you perceive that maybe because you i mean they probably first of all they probably did <laughs> right probably, <laughs> no yeah. i think yeah. that was actually correct <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's not to say they wouldn't have like hated me you know another kid it's kind of like oh they would they would hated me even if i did have a younger sibling because i cried right. <laughs> yeah but you probably would have been i mean you probably could have just gone and played with that sibling and not really been in their face and not necessarily perceive that. Well, they would have had to come up with a different explanation for why I was such a little bitch. <laughs> right. And they, their explanation at, for that, in that case, was that I was an only child. But if if 
I had a sibling, they would have come up with something else. I watched this happen a thousand times with them. And it, it can't just be that. like, well, I'm six. Right. <laughs> you know? No, it can't be. Like, six-year-olds are just kind of crappy. Right. Well, and there's a lot of reasons I think they would have seen me, had a problem with me. I mean, I, I think my parents were the only Democrats in town. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's a story. This has nothing to do with being an only child, but it's a reason that... Um, maybe people would have looked down their noses at me. <laughs> 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 I, I was, I don't know, five or whatever. And uh, like many five-year-olds, I could not accept the idea that I would marry a, a girl or a woman because girls suck. And, and <laughs> we all had this, yeah. Right, yeah. Why would I spend my my life with them if I can't stand them for two minutes? Right. <laughs> I, I guess there are some boys who, like, at that age, they're totally girl crazy and they grow up to be womanizers and so on. But, <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know. But anyways, like, that wasn't me. And so I, I voiced this concern to my mom. Like, I don't think I can marry a girl. And she's like, well, you don't have to. You can marry a boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, now, th this made perfect sense to me at the time. I didn't realize that in 1980s Strasbourg, this is <laughs> pretty much the worst thing you could ever say. <laughs> so I, I was at my babysitter's, and the conversation came up. Maybe I interested introduced it, I don't know, but I was like, ah, I'm, I'm going to marry a boy. What'd you say? just like, you can't. And I was like, my mom said, <laughs> said, said I can. And they were like, it, that's one of those moments where you're like, how are two adults telling me conflicting things. Yeah. You touched on this before. It's like, when an adult tells you something, they're right. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're not lying. Yeah, we have talked about this on the podcast. Like, when adults are wrong, it's really devastating for a kid because there's not necessarily, like, you know, there's there's not necessarily shades of gray. It's like everything you're getting, you just have to accept new new information as a kid. Right. If new information is given to you, because you don't have time to investigate everything for yourself, you just have to get to a baseline knowledge as a kid. So you just accept what these big people are telling you. Right. <laughs> all, adult, all adults are equally 100% competent. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's only later in life you find out, oh, some of them are really stupid. I've actually <laughs> been smarter than some adults since I was like eight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was very confusing for me. And I'm sure it was very um, affirming for the adults that I told that to. Like I knew, always knew he was gay. <laughs> Such a little God. Yeah. It's what happens when you only have one kid. Yeah, wearing those little reflector vests turned him queer. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just speaks to those adults too, though. That like, I mean, okay, even if they think that it's some sort of crazy abomination and they need to save your soul, if if they suspected you might be gay. Like, can't they just figure out that that's what a kid says? Like, that's what kids think? Obviously, right. we don't, like, my balls haven't, don't do anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the mechanics of why I would want to marry a girl, so. Yeah, so why wouldn't I just want to hang out with my friends? Yeah, like, how is that not obvious to an adult? But it's not. That, yeah, and girls look like boys at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all the same at this point. So. <laughs> she just told him, "Don't worry, I'm not gonna marry a boy right away. <laughs> First, I'm gonna go to school and do all my studying on Sunday morning." Strasburgers. <laughs> but, but that's the irony. Like I feel like. You know, Strasbourg's very conservative. There's a lot of churches, blah, blah, blah. But actually, there's a lot of people who are very conservative who don't go to church. And the particular people That's I what I tried this, to say on the Redneck podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. That they don't actually go to church. No. They, look, <laughs> they don't like gays because they hate gays. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's just a prejudice thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They haven't thought about it much. That's, yeah. yeah, you always hear about people like, like they were, they hated gays and then their son was gay. 
And then they stopped hating gays so much. It's, <laughs> it's like, so what you're actually telling me, I mean, congratulations on coming over to the right side of things, I guess. Right. Glad to have you, I guess. But that just tells me you don't actually think about shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think about things until that you're really, really forced to. Right. <laughs> that means your life has got to be pretty fucked up. <laughs> I, when we when we start talking like this i always i try to spin it a little bit on myself and say like well i don't think about everything like i'm impulsive about some things too but you're allowed to be impulsive about things i don't think you should be hateful about yeah, things, you so. yeah. yeah. you have to tell be people sure. they're going to hell based on an impulsive thought yeah tell people they're going to hell you have to be really sure about something if you're going to hate people or try to deny them rights or something like that especially a little kid well so one of the other problems though is like i i think that i was not a very likable kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah strasburg wise that's not and i'm sure that you were a little bit more curious and studious like than out wrestling goats and things yeah well i don't know if any of what yeah i don't know but like somewhere around you know somewhere between 10 and i guess 14 i was uh, you were kind of neurotic at the time and like what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Wait, how do you know? what's that word mean <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like, bastard's gonna edit that. <laughs> gonna put him on the hot seat. He's gonna edit it. Besides, <laughs> nice about having your own show, <laughs> it's not going well. Hang up. <laughs> I'm gonna start my own podcast. <laughs> It's just going to be a review of the, <laughs> the Sibling Rivalry podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Every week you have a rebuttal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's not make let's not talk about me in junior high anymore. <laughs> it is kind of fun. I've never heard you actually admit that you thought you were unlikable as a kid. I, unlikable is a strong word. I is it? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you as a kid, though. I mean, so I don't, but. Uh, you know, I met a kid recently um, who was. Unlikable. It, he was just so much like me, or how I imagine I was. And I was like, you're kind of annoying, but like, you know, I, because I saw myself in him, I like, I'm not going to throw stones, you know, so to speak. Right. It was yeah. just like, oh, you look little pretentious prick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, don't call me a kid. I'm a tween. And I was just like, dude, that sounds worse. It's <laughs> 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 like, that sound better. Also, yeah. like, y it's, it's pretty easy to just put a K at the end of that word. And, right. and then all of a sudden we're back to the <laughs> conversation. Of, it's okay that you're gay. <laughs> little kid but like <laughs> I mean just don't go around telling adults in Strasbourg that right <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean maybe pretentious is a better word and also like I, I I only knew you from a distance when you know you were like early teen that's the problem is what you saw of me was filtered through people who hated me <laughs> <laughs> including our dad <laughs> oh man <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's definitely true um but it, like why from from your perspective why did they hate you oh god you know, <laughs> that's a loaded question yeah <laughs> for sure I I haven't even thought about it to be honest like that's see, probably that's number one yeah <laughs> that's it that's it that's yeah. yeah. like no, no I don't think so I don't, I don't, I don't think, think it is that, because that, like that junior high is hell for I think most people yeah yeah just in, in different ways for sure I one of the things that I think is hell as being a boy in junior high is that you want to be cool and you want girls to like you but the girls are bigger than you still 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a boy who like watches movies, your understanding is that like being a superhero is what makes girls like boys. Right? Yeah. Being able to save them from distress, but the girls are more capable of saving themselves <laughs> than, you. than you are. Save. You're just going to get your ass kicked, and they're going to have to save you too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? it's just, and it does, but it does seem like we're. And then we go to school and put pressure on each other as boys to be manly or something. But right. we're, we're still just little kids. Oh my god, these are squeaky voices and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like just stupid little hairless bodies, like uh, just <laughs> incapable of anything. I, and I, I've noticed this. I mean, this goes. I don't know at what age it exactly starts, but little boys start wanting to become men very early in life. They're like, I'm ready to go fight in wars. I am like, you know, yeah. Just, mostly, I'm ready to fight in wars. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's actually and that's like a pathetic thing to be. Really <laughs> ready, mom. I'm five years old. I can handle machine gun. <laughs> and that's what makes you pathetic. Is like when you, you, you like everyone else knows. Everyone else knows but you that you're incapable of really anything, but especially war or like right. anything hard. You're not tough. You're not cool. You're kind of just a little piece of shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Really, you just got to stay alive until you grow out of this. Right. <laughs> and, and sadly, by the time you come, become a man, you're probably not going to want to go fight more. <laughs> Most likely, yeah. That's the beauty of the 18-year-old, though, is that you know, you're still a little bit want to kick some ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're finally becoming capable. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you got. That's why. I mean, that's why the army started working on us before we got out of high school. Really. Right. I'm gonna go prove myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why GI Joe was like the best recruitment. Oh yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah, they just needed to translate that over more to high school age kids. Right. I mean, I f- I feel like it stuck with a lot of people long enough. Like. um by 18 you still maybe you've maybe you've transitioned a little bit out of shooting each other and stuff chasing each other around in in the park and and shooting each other with fake guns and like tree branches and shit but like you still haven't realized you haven't figured out quite yet that like being manly actually means like having a family and providing for them you know like being a good father, being a good husband, that's manly, I, you know. Or or being able to, like, somebody says something to you that's maybe offensive and you don't feel like you need to prove that you are you can kick their ass or something. I don't know. Right, right. to be self-assured as opposed right. to. Really, yeah. it's about confidence, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So that I feel like there's enough residual G.I. Joe when you're 18 to get, for, for enough people to keep our army our armed forces in this country <laughs> big and strong. Well, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of reasons people serve in the armed forces, but... Yeah. But one is that you want to go kick some ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there, Yeah, and there are good reasons and bad reasons. It's just sort right. of weird that... I mean, that's one of those things where you're making a really big choice at 18. That's probably my main problem with... And it was, well, especially during Iraq, it was an even bigger choice because yeah. you weren't you weren't volunteering for one tour even though you thought you were right <laughs> yeah. you didn't even know how tours work necessarily <laughs> for us we were getting calls from recruiters on september 12th right 2001 you know we were don't you want to come and serve your co- show these bastards like yeah what we're made of and don't you want to make a knee-jerk reaction about the fate of your life how right. else your life is gonna go yeah you know, had that been had that happened maybe in the spring, maybe even there would have been more. You know, <laughs> yeah, ill-timed. Yeah. <laughs> and really what they're asking you to do, they're calling up a 17-year-old, in my case, and asking me to make a huge decision, like a really big decision. I could die. I could be stuck there for five years. You know, I could, I could have to do three tours of duty over five years, something like that. Like, they're asking you to make a huge decision, so... You know, if they can play up emotion at that point, that's really the only decision you make is when when you're 17. What's up, dudes? It's John, and this episode of the Sibling Ravelry Podcast is brought to you by the Bear Brewing Company. That's B-A-E-R-E. Check them out at bearbrewing.com. 
They're located at 320 Broadway in Denver. Now open four nights a week, Wednesday through Saturday. That's Wednesday and Thursday from 5 to 9 p.m., Friday from 4 to 10 p.m., and Saturday from noon to 10. Always featuring up to nine beers on tap plus kombucha. They just tapped the Belgian Blonde to go along with the Saisons, the Pales, the IPAs, the Imperial IPAs, the Stouts, and their signature Berliner Weiss, a Berliner with a splash of grapefruit syrup, which was named one of the Denver Post's favorite beers of 2014. So again, come in and check them out at 320 Broadway in Denver. Get all the information you can need at www.baerebrewing.com. Um, kind of to get back to the creativity talk a little bit, though, um, because uh, I think that I again I don't remember the conversation exactly. Like I could go back and listen to it, but I'm not going to right now. <laughs> I'll enlighten you. <laughs> yeah, remind me. Uh, well, because because uh, I I mean I feel like what what was said was that uh, an only child can be creative. It's just in a different way. De- well, it, um, and then you you qualify that as in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> Only children are creative. They're just it's it's about weird stuff. Yeah, right. exactly. Right, not about like you know completely not weird stuff like writing a um, sort of fantasyful novel about the prairie, right. which is not weird. <laughs> All right, fair point. <laughs> <laughs> Only video game weird, <laughs> right? Um, Which, by the way, I, I actually think Jack's novel sounds really interesting, and I really want to read it. And I also like Tom Robbins, so Tim, so Tim Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, what sorry, everybody. It's a recurring joke. It's like the Urkel fall down joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the weird creativity thing is a blanket statement. I stand by it. Blanket statements are always right. <laughs> As a blanket statement, I don't stand by blanket statements. <laughs> As a generalization, I stand by it. But I think there are exceptions. And uh, part of why you're here... Um, is because your creativity uh, is weird. Weird as fuck. Uh, so, <laughs> so I, it's actually like um, it, it, it fascinates me just in the fact that like how how did you how did you come to the conclusion? For instance, your that music. I'm creative. <laughs> How on, Why do you what, think that? <laughs> that took, took a lot of creativity to come up with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Weird creativity. Yeah. Well, I, I, so musically, um, you're actually one of my original influences. Like <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, you that were actually is. you were one of the you were one of the people who made it like seem like it was an actual attainable thing. For somebody who's not just like already in my he's radio, not creative. <laughs> yeah. right? Right. This guy can Sorry. do it. Anyone this can. Uncreative, do that. only child can do it. I'm gonna outdo this guy in 15 seconds. <laughs> right, man. <laughs> well, this is this is. I, I, I've got to say, like, this is how I handle compliments. Oh, okay. I I downplay them. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I love it, compliments, but I I hate I hate to acknowledge them experience them because <laughs> <laughs> you're not used to them right, right. because because yeah. I, I look I, I basically grew up um, with the three people standing around here and they're all jerks right? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so anytime you get a compliment you assume that there's some sort of hidden agenda well, it's usually a rope or, dope it's like a setup <laughs> yeah right, exactly hey nice shirt Matt Macy's is a piece of shit store <laughs> that's why you look like a piece of shit today because <laughs> of your Macy's shirt <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I mean. yeah, you're right. <laughs> but anyway, so here's uh, so here's what I'm driving at. Um, when uh, when I was you know in my late teens, to me, music was something that that other people do 
and like they're on the radio doing it because they were somehow like naturally good at it or whatever um and those are the people that do it but then like i saw you playing music and it was like uh, you don't just you you know it's not just for musicians to do you know you can become a musician you can make yourself a musician and you can enjoy it and you can be good at it and i don't know it just that's where it kind of broke the fourth wall for me i guess um well i'm i'm glad that uh it's nice to know that I had some sort of positive impact in this world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should point out that Jack was also in that band, though, so, you know. I, uh, just a drummer. He was the inspiration for a lot of the songs, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, oh, and that was the other much, thing. Was, much to his irritation. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, but that was the other thing that influenced me, though, was songwriting. And not only that, but, like, songwriting from my perspective about other people. And most of the songs that I write now are about other people's experiences just from my perspective. Um, but anyways, like these are all things that I learned from from you, surprisingly, and not my siblings. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like so much so much of our childhood was kind of bouncing ideas and concepts off one another and finding out, no, that's stupid. Like being a, you know, doing that is is stupid that's not what you do so and i feel like creativity came from um we told him he's stupid too much (laughs) you guys screwed up (laughs) we always agreed each other's being awesome (laughs) (laughs) is that that thing john's doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then when it was actually good then i mean you would hear that it's actually good and it's actually worth doing and therefore you're create you're creative because you know we we actually approve of what you're doing right now. <laughs> you didn't have that though. You didn't have that filter. Yeah, I didn't have anyone to tell me that's stupid. Don't take risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still ended up um, totally being weird. Yeah, yeah, being this weird musician. <laughs> you still ended up being creative without the acceptance of your peers because you didn't have peers. So I mean, but I. Uh, I think uh, Mike, uh, was it Babiblia or whatever? He he has this Babiblia. He he says like, you know, all comedians have to um, be good at lying to themselves. You know, they go out, they bomb, and then they tell themselves, "Ah, oh, I did really good," because otherwise they would quit. And uh, I think that, you know, especially the band thing, I was really delusional. <laughs> and and actually you guys can attest that I see heads nodding and those are genuine nods <laughs> uh, I, I I really thought that you know we were just one step away from being the greatest thing since sliced bread for a long time and it was there was just something wrong with people in the town that they didn't think I was the greatest thing since sliced bread <laughs> 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 but maybe that's the only child thing coming out though is that you know it's not necessarily an only child it's it's having parents that constantly affirm mm-hmm. right. you and then yeah. uh never tell you that um maybe you know your music isn't really that good <laughs> 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 you know that's great that you do it and you like it but you kind of suck <laughs> but, yeah <laughs> and that's and is that's, that really that valuable though like i mean is that a valuable thing to like, be told that you suck yeah well, it, it, presumably, eventually you kind of grow up out of it a little bit, maybe. I don't. Know, it's helpful if your if your friends sometimes say, you know, you're really not as good as you think you are. <laughs> you know, you're you really guys girl really, pants what, today. <laughs> what my point is is you guys kind of failed me. <laughs> <laughs> is that, that you let me get on my high horse like that? This is why I do it all the time now. Is because you let me. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of, uh, but I think that's my point though. Like parents uh, are just reaffirming about everything. Yeah, six-year-old Matt, you can be gay. Like, <laughs> 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 absolutely, like everything is on the table. Thank anything God, my babysitter corrected me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and but siblings are um, are willing to be harshly honest and realistic. 
And so if I you, think that's overly complimentary, don't you think? It, it's they're harshly unrealistic. They're like even if you are good at something, they say you yeah. suck. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, it, it, but that's what, that's what I'm saying. I'm like just trying to start a fight here. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. When you do get affirmation from them, um, then you know that you actually have something. Did you really give a fuck if I gave you any affirmation? I was four years younger than you. I am the most insecure person on earth. <laughs> Did I yeah. you, so I walked in, you're eight, I'm four. <laughs> and I was like, Dad, you did a good job on something. And you actually cared. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I, you said it. <laughs> it's hard I, yeah, to know. Right? Right? <laughs> no, it was more like, Dad, you're still being dumb. <laughs> Where's Jesse? <laughs> I mean, there, there was a time not that long ago when, like, I would uh, I would get a haircut. And the first time it happened, uh, like, I got a haircut and you noticed it and you said, oh, good job getting your haircut. I was like, whoa, that felt awesome. I can't wait to get my haircut again. And then every time I get a haircut and like it got the I would wait like a shorter and shorter amount of time it's to a point where I was getting my haircut every two weeks just so I could text you and say I got my haircut just to get that text back that said good job <laughs> that was all it was about it, like it didn't even it, I didn't care how I looked just, yeah so affirmation from your siblings is like fucking gold <laughs> but also like I mean, the lack of affirmation can it can I feel like can be a kind of a catalyst for creativity. So you know, that being told that you can't do something or that you're not good at something, like sometimes that's where I mean, songwriting, especially, so much of it is just fucking complaining about shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and like it's it's hard to complain about shit if you don't have anything to complain about. Yeah. It's when you start writing political songs or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, political songs written by seventeen-year-olds is the worst. <laughs> yeah, what are you about? I wrote I wrote political songs when I was seventeen. <laughs> Except for those, man. Yeah, yeah, those were great songs. Remember? Oh God. <laughs> I, mean, I think the trick is just to say to people whatever you need to say to keep them to make sure that they work hard at what they're doing. If they need affirmation, they need affirmation. If they if telling them they're good at it means that they'll just stop working to improve, then don't tell them they're good at it. You know, mm-hmm. and that can back to what we were saying earlier. That can be a case by case basis too. There, I think there are other factors. You know, is your kid a a maniac? You know, are they a sociopath? If they're a sociopath, stop giving them reassurance. Stop giving them food. Stop giving them food. Until they die. <laughs> <laughs> or at least they're not that big. Stop letting them out of the basement. <laughs> <laughs> so when we were in high school, we actually developed like a parenting model based on this. You remember this? Um, they... So they start out with, with so many grams of protein, and every time they make you mad, you give them less protein for that day. <laughs> and the idea being that the most well-behaved and ethical of your children will grow up to be the biggest. Ah. <laughs> That's a good mo- Wait, we came up with that? I uh, wasn't part of this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Was I? I don't remember. We developed several parenting models when we were younger, like well before you having a kid was like it was even on in the, the cards well yeah. i still thought you were gay right. <laughs> there was like a two-dimensional parenting model like raise them in one dimension oh that i remember yeah yeah because yeah. we wanted them to be able to travel in time <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yep, the new gift of time travel to your children. Yeah. Everyone can fill in the lines. <laughs> it's a really hard one to figure out logistically, but yeah, it was. <laughs> Dude, that was probably one of our better ideas. <laughs> Surprised you haven't started doing that yet. I thought about it, but like you said, logistically, it's just so challenging. <laughs> yeah, it is really hard. You have to keep moving and stuff. And the other thing is, Sarah's not on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> God Now's it. the time, though, because, I mean... Uh, she might right. have already discovered all yeah, the dimensions. Yeah, she definitely yeah, oh, discovered way so? too late. Yeah. 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 She can go up and downstairs. That was the last one that was up and down. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. So, anyways, like, I guess my question would be, um, how did that creativity develop for you? And how did <laughs> you, you, the only child, manage to be? Did you like imagine you had siblings? <laughs> <laughs> no, imagine, uh, especially because you know, uh, you know, Dazzler just down the street. I imagine it was you know Josh, right? <laughs> so that's why so you're glad you're only child. <laughs> I'm really creative. We've talked shit about Josh twice on this podcast. Yeah, nobody well, I, knows who the hell he is. I assume he listens to it. That's why we do it. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Fuck. <laughs> 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 I I don't think creativity has anything to do with how many siblings you have, and that's the thing is like, um, if you just look in terms of parents, like. Um, my dad is came from a fairly artistic family of nine children, but <laughs> <laughs> but I, a lot of them are kind of artists in some sense or another. And my dad was always good at drawing, and he played instruments when he was younger and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom, I'd love to say that you're creative, but if if you're listening, mm-hmm. you're really smart. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably creative. I'm just not giving you credit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the point is, is I think it, it, it has more to do with like. I think so too. I mean, we've we've talked about that on this podcast here today, but like, um, I'm wondering like what kept you grounded um, when all you get is is constant support from constant your parents instead of like the bullying from your That's why you go to school. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was, it's not like I wasn't a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think true. I get, in, 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 to bring this subject again, I think I got picked on more than a lot of kids right. in junior high. As a gay boy, I'm As sure. As a gay junior <laughs> high kid who wanted to oppress girls. <laughs> I was too small to. <laughs> Queer liberal. Office. <laughs> 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 Believe me, there was no there was no shortage of people in my life who 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 didn't want to tell me I sucked. <laughs> you know, or prove That's it to the me. case with right. most people too. I mean right. yeah. most yeah. of us have enough people telling us we're shitheads, especially. Right. I did that yeah. to Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And right and <laughs> I still feel bad about that. What a prick prick thing to do. You told Jesse he sucks? Yeah. It what? Yeah. It was in it was. Never mind. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this. This is. I hope this is funny to somebody else. I feel horrible still to this day about this. It's already funny to me. <laughs> but, but and probably I feel horrible just because I didn't realize at the time that I would be friends with Jesse later. You know. <laughs> Otherwise, no. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't <laughs> care. I'd be totally cool that I did this. No. <laughs> Uh, it was in basketball practice. I don't know what happened. I just was like, come on, Jesse. God. I don't know what I said. <laughs> come I, on, Jesse. You're I, not. I yelled at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I was, I was really small. I mean, I was in seventh grade. <laughs> was uh-huh. That was seventh grade? I thought uh, it was I in high know. school. Maybe it was in high school. Yeah. Even in high school, I was like, not good. And I played basketball. That's surprising to me because I think you're pretty good at basketball now, aren't you? I I mean my body is a lot different. <laughs> like, I don't know. I I mean I, I as an adult do you, I don't know if I'm good at basketball. I don't play basketball against other people. I guess our standards have changed too. We don't. Yeah. Play that <laughs> Whoa, that dude can run. <laughs> yeah. For me, all all high school basketball was was like just practice. I mean, you go to practice and people decide if you're good based on that. I never played in games. Yeah. So yeah, that shows you what kind of level I was on. But, yeah, I mean, freshman year, your class was like just kind of assholes in general. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That I was a really big asshole my sophomore year, too. Yeah, because it's like you're finally not on the bottom rung, so you have yeah. to be a douchebag to... Well, and I also, yeah. like, I started being friends with some popular kids, and so then, like... You know, it's the whole like mm. cool by making other people less. You cool turned thing. into a mean girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was a mean, mean girl. girl my sophomore year. <laughs> yeah, 
high school. Uh, still, though, like with your class, you as an asshole, even at your worst, you barely moved the needle. But you were older than me, so I didn't pick on you. Yeah. No. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it wasn't like... It, your class, it wasn't like people picking on you for for the those of us who are older. It was you were like, just wanting a chorus of people telling me I suck. <laughs> 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 feel better Probably about Probably not that. even the loudest. Yeah, <laughs> or most frequent. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I remember is the one time. Did I do it more? I don't remember the one time even. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember basketball practice being fucking miserable. <laughs> Every day. It was like this sense of dread. Like you have to like, uh, you have to do it at the end of your day. And it's basically like going to prison every day. <laughs> oh, I felt that way about it. And I did it for four years. Yeah. It was like I, prison to me. I only did it the one year because I was like, this is insane. Like it stressed me out so much having to go to basketball practice. Yeah. Because I was terrible. I was like the shortest guy on the team, which in basketball, it's like directly correlates with success. But still probably had the biggest feet. Yeah, yeah, huge feet. <laughs> remember that. It's really hard like, to over yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's great for some sports, but basketball is not one of them. <laughs> you can't be you, you can't be like a perfect like um you you can't be like four feet tall and like a foot long. Like a foot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they call you for tripping. <laughs> yeah, like, <it's> like, <laughs> <laughs> he stepped on my foot tripping yeah, yeah basketball practice so insane so the reason I didn't play in sophomore year I remember doing this calculus because we had to run until somebody puked right just one person had to puke and it was usually the reason we ran was because we're in trouble and usually the thing we got tr- in trouble for was picking on people it wasn't me picking on people it was me getting picked on right. so we had to run, so, you had to run. <laughs> so we had to run until somebody puked there was a kid on the team who puked pretty... You know, he, he was more likely to be picked on than Jesse, we'll say that. And, and way more likely to puke. Right. That, so then the next year, he wasn't playing anymore. I remember asking him, like, are you playing basketball again? He's like, no, I puke every day. So I was like, well, then I'd be the one like that we have to run until I puke. So we're not doing... I'm not playing either. It's also funny that, like... The reason you had to run <laughs> is because someone was picking on someone. Right. But, like, I mean, essentially the rule was run until this <laughs> one kid pukes. The one getting so, picked on. That's high school basketball coach logic for you. Right? Oh, yeah. It was yeah. the worst. And so it just transitioned from the kids picking on him to the coach picking on him and say, all right, now, <laughs> since they picked on you, we're all going to run until you puke. Right. Because <laughs> you're going to be the one that puked. With these particular coaches... It went from them picking on somebody in in high school to them just going and being coaches of a high school team so they could continue picking on this same kid, basically. Right. Yeah. Well, I I mean, they even picked on me. Right? <laughs> yeah, I remember the coaches. Well, yeah. yeah. That is, it was, that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> they only liked the kids who were, like, naturally good, Yeah. Well, which is probably why we won, like, two games a season. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> This may be delving too much into the Strasburg story, but as I recall, um, there was a power, there was a perpetual power struggle between the coaches and the naturally good kids. And what would happen is the coaches would be like, "Run the play," and the you know naturally good kid would shoot the ball, shoot a three pointer, and miss, and they'd be like, "Oh god damn it!" But they would never like pull him out. Right. Or actually, the even better example was when they naturally they kept telling us to run the play and they wouldn't do it. And then the kid like shoots the three pointer and they make it. And then the coach is like, "Oh, good job!" Right. Right. Yeah. And so ran that play to perfection. It's like, <laughs> like he didn't do it. You told him, but it worked out this one out of ten times. And mm-hmm. so now you're going to go ahead and like reinforce that behavior. Right. And that's yeah. why the coaches never could control our team. But then yeah. when we ultimately lose the game, right. Be- we're and all we getting did. yelled at and running a shit ton in practice yes. until Philip pukes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> until, yeah. Even though he didn't even get in the game. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the people who should have been running were the coaches. <laughs> Honestly, it's just like those assholes should have been the ones running. Yeah. Until you can like consistently provide guidance for this team. 
<laughs> you know, provide a little leadership. You're going to be running, buddy. <laughs> Until you puke. Or you puke. <laughs> Until one of you pukes. <laughs> like, you don't even get to run with Philip. <laughs> it's like your buffer. No. Philip gets to tell you to run. <laughs> I remember one instance where um, one of the kids got a technical called on him in a game. <laughs> and, and the everyone was ticked at the kid like the team was ticked the coaches were ticked and of course we ended up losing we always end up losing even at we <laughs> that's a different point anyway um so he ended up saying he was hurt at the next practice and he didn't practice but we all had to run for an hour <laughs> yeah yeah the whole team ran except for that kid (laughs) (laughs) the one who got the technical this goes back to the like adult like adults not being smart like this is that was one really horrible thing about some aspects of childhood is when an adult who's a total jackass has complete control over you Mm. (laughs) like you, you we all recognize the insanity in that calculus at the time we're like, this is nuts. The kid who's at fault is not running, yet we're getting punished. And they say they're punishing us as a team, but is that, I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's not a team. <laughs> if, you know, one person got a technical the foul. Culprit is not involved. Guess what? I've never got a technical foul because you don't put me in. <laughs> <laughs> as far as you know, I'm a pacifist. <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, it, maybe they weren't strong enough to, like, I don't know. They they for some reason felt like they couldn't punish the individuals or something. I don't know. If you're a college, if you're a high school coach and you're listening to this, you did f- go you're run. <laughs> you're the only one we have advice for. <laughs> I, what a, yeah, I had a friend who he played the first three years of high school, and I just respected so much that his senior year he was like, you know what? I hate this. This makes me miserable. I'm not doing it. And wow. that was pretty <laughs> I was like, wow. Where is he really now? Cool. <laughs> He's a physics professor at CSU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds gay. <laughs> <laughs> a little Jewy. <laughs> probably not good at basketball anymore. <laughs> <laughs> probably still be me. <laughs> Um, well, I think we need to wrap it up. Um, we didn't cover any one specific thing, but we've got long enough. <laughs> yeah, we ran out the clock on this one. Let's, yeah, let's I'm say. sorry to the know. listeners who had who were hoping we had a clear agenda today would yeah. solve a problem. That's probably one of our, <laughs> honestly, one of our better podcasts, in fact. Like, oh, we'll let the fans be the judge. <laughs> <laughs> nope, fuck that. I'm calling it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you wanted a, a concise agenda, um, serialpodcast.org, I highly recommend it. <laughs> and never come back here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's not our deal. Um, yeah, so Matt... Matt doesn't have a Twitter or anything, obviously. So yeah, yeah. Look me up on nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a phone book. <laughs> yeah, you got a phone book. You can find And he's a member of a committee. Check me out. Just don't email him. Yeah, you can email. Well, yeah, him. I, just, like, I may not reply, or it may be a pretty terse. <laughs> Might sound like a total cheat. Just email Amy and she'll pretend to be Matt. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a lot more pleasant. Build them later. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess that's been our podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Okay, I'm too ugly to go to a party like that. I have no status. I'm not good looking, and I'm. I don't do cocaine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think we all just wear too much flannel. Like, <laughs> that's the main thing. <laughs> your flannel. Oh, what would they assume that I would? Any of us would be at, at a party like that? Cops. Yeah. That's oh yeah. True. Like you're undercover. Oh, totally. Shittily undercover. <laughs> <laughs> Job of undercover whatever. Or like the cousins of someone's 
lawyer or something. Um, mm, yeah, legal <laughs> representation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody brings that to the parties. Yeah. <laughs> legal or financial. Yeah, this is, I remember, I, you know, in the midst of all these um, issues concerning uh, sexual violence and, and college campuses and stuff, Brian had a good point that, you know, really people should be bringing their lawyers to their parties and their hookups and stuff. I mean, that's <laughs> the real way <laughs> the real way to get I'm around to this whole up. issue is, <laughs> is to make sure that sexual intercourse is actually negotiated <laughs> by lawyers prior to to the actual act. Yeah. You need a whole legal team for a gangbang. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, you don't have to, but like otherwise it's gonna take for fucking ever. <laughs> to, yeah. like, go through each person and have them sign whatever waiver <laughs> consenting. Yeah, and, well, you need to negotiate what what still, even in that circumstance, what is and it isn't on the table. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. What are you consenting to exactly? Right. <laughs> some, just some little dude with, like, slick back hair just going up to each person. Like, they're just... Like, chicks just laying on, like, big round beds and stuff. <laughs> just, like, walk up to him. So, so what exactly are you consenting to? Right. Well, yeah, I imagine that, um, you know, it would be no different than negotiating a, uh, a merger. Mm-hmm. Or a merger, really. It kind of is a merger. I mean, I do Genital murder. <laughs> 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 I'd like for your genitals to temporarily acquire mine. <laughs> <laughs>